podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Tech Corner here on Club at 22, the opposition podcast. At the end of semi-final week, we are full of pride for our team, for their desire and commitment, with all being topped off, with the always cheated, never defeated FC being reduced to referring us as the opposition. Things you absolutely love to see. Uh, I am your host, Scott Carney. Probably still recovering, still a bit of a dodgy voice, but worth every second of it. And I'm joined by a full house, five of us, and Scotia's Wi-Fi might actually stand up to the challenge today. So uh, I'll come to you first, Scotia. Scotia, are you there? I am, yes. Hopefully, thankfully, because I came on a wee bit earlier today, it had time to kind of warm up and get ready. Uh, so, no, I'm here. Yes, finally. And yes. really glad I'm here because absolutely buzzing. Absolutely buzzing after the last five days we've had. And the bottom of my legs are covered in bruises and scratches where I've been dancing about the place, into seats, into strangers and the madness of the goals going in on Sunday there. Aye, uh, doing absolutely brilliant, Carney. Yeah, superb man. Hey, your dad must be furiously, furiously pedalling because the connection's actually pretty good. Um, Ali, how are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. I'm. Uh, I was just telling customers that I had to meet today because my voice was still croaky today about about the last <laughs> that weekend there. So, um, yeah, I grad- gradually getting back to normal again. But what what a fantastic Easter weekend! Oh, superb. Ryan, you still going or have you you stopped? No, no, I'm always professional when it comes to my work, mate, so you've got to put a stop to these celebrations for for your career, but I'm, I'm surprised I'm not blind, Carney, because some of the some of the filthy videos I've been watching over the past couple of days, and I'm just talking about John Lundstrom. <laughs> Definitely. And Tommy, I very briefly remember seeing you on Sunday, mate. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm glad to be here, boys. I I did. I popped up, popped my head in. There was a momentous occasion, so I thought I'd make the effort come and see you. I seen the Nick Alley was in, and I reverted a different way. So, but uh, no, it was all good fun. It was all very, very good fun. What a, honestly, what a weekend. It was absolutely brilliant. Uh, before we do get into it, obviously there's no game for us to preview. We will bring a preview pod later on, so we'll no preview at the end of this. Uh, so we'll just spend a bit of time talking about the old fun game, because why would you not want to talk about the old form game uh, but before I do I just want to give a shout out to all the subscribers and the listeners who I met oh, over the day on Sunday it was really nice to meet some of you uh, and good to celebrate a, a good week um, for our team with you and I kind of had conversations with you there was one guy I spoke to outside uh, a pub on Paisley Road and I completely forget your name I'm really sorry I even remember asking you what your name was I would give a shout out to the pod and I've completely forgot I've got no idea but it was a pleasure a pleasure to talk to you uh, as always as well please like and subscribe to, uh, and to help feed our thirsty Scotia, you can still buy the, the podcast a coffee or join the channel. All links in the in the bio for this podcast. 
So, gentlemen, uh, there is only one place to start. There's only one place where we're ever going to start, and it's the the superb old firm win at Hamden on Sunday. Rangers run out winners after another extra time. Winner sending us through to the Scottish Cup final where we will play Hearts as they won on Saturday. Before we do get into the, the game, we will talk about certain players for sure. Um, Ryan, um, you weren't on the, the post-match. Um, mine, Ali's and Scotia's post-match made, made very little sense. We were extremely happy at the time, to be honest. Um, obvious question, mate. What was the what was the feeling like after, after full-time? Just sheer, sheer and utter pride. Sheer out of pride in that and that team giving us that day because it was it was something special. There's no you're you're never gonna take that away from me on Sunday because I've I've never heard an atmosphere like that Hamden since the nineties. I really haven't. I said that and I, I looked at my dad and I was like, it's just something different about today. And I think it's all down to the players. Attitude, I know I say this every time, attitude and desire. We know that this take team are capable of we've seen it in Europe time and time again. But by God, they got the attitude and desire right. They wanted that so much more than they did. And um, it makes you proud to be a Rangers fan. We've said this a few times. When they get it right, this team, they're, they're, they are as good as anything I've seen. They are so... They just click. And just to top that off, I've not seen a Rangers team with shithouses like that. And sorry to bring the tone down a wee bit with that language, but <laughs> I have not seen that shithousery for years, probably since Barry Ferguson. Just... And we know, we know the man we're talking about, and we'll come on to him, but he just led, and that is the example I want to see as a Rangers player because you win nothing by being nice. And we've seen a certain captain of them going 10 years or whatever it was by base, not really being that good a footballer, but he had that side to his game. And that is what you need in old firm games. And I was so proud of John Lundstrom, all of them, every single one of them just applied themselves beautifully. And yes, it was a a brilliant day, and I was excited and happy, but pride is the overwhelming uh, feeling I had on, on Sunday, Carney. Yeah, I, on the post-match, mate, I tried to get to the point that I was very proud, and it just, I didn't ever get there. It was just, I kept getting distracted about the things that happened in the game and whatever, and then I dropped the phone at one point, and then a guy appeared behind us trying to come on the pod as well. Uh, it was just... But I didn't want to restart it because I hate doing that. It's like you have to capture the moment. You have to capture, and we we always do that on this pod. We don't edit anything because we want it to be raw. Uh, and the the reaction was very much raw. I mean, I hardly had a voice really. Uh, I really didn't. And after the intro there that you've just heard, I'm surprised Ali did as well because the the singing that he was giving it with the do 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 do, uh, he was definitely going loudy. Uh, Tommy, your thoughts on the day, mate? Oh, one of relief, one of total relief, completely lost. Um, I couldn't wait to come and celebrate. Honest. So nice. So after me literally saying all that about like we don't add anything, <laughs> literally we don't add anything. Tommy's internet is having a mare, uh, an absolute mare. Uh, literally couldn't hear it a word he was saying there. Honestly, man, like I shouldn't say things on this podcast, honestly. Ali, um, I'll try and gather myself and move on, mate. Uh, 
Your thoughts more on something? Obviously, you've had time to kind of calm down, and we were very much just off the bus, just back on the, on the page of the road after um, when we done the, the the post-match from the pub. It was just a... It was everything you wanted it to be. Oh, they were, they were, they were brilliant, Rangers. And even if they'd get... If it went to penalties and they get beat or something, I, I couldn't have been angry with them because they showed everything. They showed everything on the park, Rangers, and... Yeah, it was... Um, it was knackering. I mean, Carney, the two of us coming out of Hamden, and we actually said to each other, we just looked around at everyone, and everyone looked shattered, even on the bus afterwards. I mean, I, I was, I was wanting Ryan in the bus for the. Da, 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 da. I was waiting for that, but <laughs> even on the bus, there was a kind of sense where everyone just sat back for a second, just soaked it in. Um, it, it was physically knackering, but in terms of the Rangers team, they were. Every man in that part was brilliant. I mean, we'll come on to the man Ryan was talking about, but I thought he led the charge in terms of um, tackles. The substitutions were spot on by Gio. I know during the game, Carney, I had a moan, I think you did as well, and they were making changes and we were kind of going, when are we making the changes? But let's give him credit here, Gio. He made the changes at the correct time. Um, I thought Rangers were brilliant. And Celtic in that period of extra time, looked, and we said it in the post-match, they looked like the team that had been 120 minutes on the Thursday night, not us. We looked a fresher, fitter team. And um, I, I couldn't be proud of Rangers. It was uh, a brilliant, brilliant Easter weekend that I'm still struggling from it. <laughs> <laughs> I am still struggling from it, mate. I had a very broken-up sleep in that last night as well. And Ryan was just saying before we started recording, they woke up at 2 in the morning going... <laughs> I don't know how many times I've heard that song. It's been, it's been absolutely excellent. And the reaction over social media and all the Rangers fans and what it really meant to everybody, was, it's been really, really good. It was just one of those... Scotia, it was one of those very happy days. Nobody was... There was people that were kind of full of drink. Yeah, of course they were. Us included. We'd had a good drink before we got there. Uh, and we certainly did afterwards. But there was no there was no tension. There, it was just a, a very, very happy day at Hamden for us. Yeah, I mean, walking along into Hamden, I felt really comfortable. felt pretty confident going into Hamden on the day. It was an absolutely stunning day walking along, you know, and you could just see that everyone was up for it. It's absolutely great. And, you know, my track record watching Rangers at Hamden consists of the Hearts game and Peterhead are the only two that have been any decent in terms of the result. Everything else has been absolute murder for me. Um, so to come away from Hamden at the end and then meet you back down in, was it, we were down in Pollock's Rose Road where we met you and then... Um, Aye, it was absolutely brilliant, an absolutely cracking day, and the team, the, the team kind of played like all the fans kind of felt. I think going into the stadium, they were so good throughout the vast majority of that game. I'd maybe say there was ten to fifteen minutes where Celtic were maybe slightly better, but apart from that, it was it was all Rangers. They didn't they had it really controlled. It was a really really good day, um, and a really good day for Gio as well. Yeah, I think the 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 fans realised. We've obviously just been through 120 minutes in Europe and realised that they, they, were, they were going to need every bit of backing they could get. And they showed us from the very start that they were willing to do it. We knew that they were going to do it. So the fans were like, we will stay with you here. We will keep pushing you and pushing you and pushing you. And it was just a, a really, really special day. And Rangers, I've watched the game back now, I don't know, three times, maybe four times. And I mean in full. Uh, in full and we... We deserved to win that game. I don't think you can take anything away from the players. We thoroughly deserved that. And might all be down to 
the hunger, whatever. But I said it on the post match, and I still stand by it. We have made the point that we can outrun this Celtic team. We can outfight this Celtic team. All if what Ryan always says, if the application and desire is there, we can do it. Uh, I still say, and I'll still stand by it, we've got a better squad than them. Uh, and to, to come through two 120-minute games and to look the fresher team, I mean, you can't ask for anything more from this Rangers team. You really, really can't. Uh, it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So into the game itself, it was a very... Not even, even's probably not right. It wasn't filled with quality, though. Let's be honest, there was not many quality passes of play where you were like, oh, that was really good, or that was really good. A few flashes of quality, yes, sure, of course. John Lundstrom's effort off the post, for example. Very unlucky that that didn't go in. Um, really, only thing that didn't go right for him on Sunday was the fact that he, he hit the post. Um, Celtic had a few chances, uh, but neither keeper really get called into action. Uh, second half Rangers concede a, a sloppy goal. Um, we completely switch off at a set piece and a deflected Taylor shot gave Celtic um, the lead. Ryan, um, obviously I, I was with Ali um, the whole way through the, the whole way through the game. So when Celtic did score, did you get the fear of? We are. This is going to happen to us again. We have dominated. We're well not dominated. We have been the better team, and we've been hit a bit with a, a a sloppy sucker punch. Absolutely, it's exactly my feeling. I just yeah, none of us were sitting down. Obviously, it happened on, on Sunday, but I sat down. I just it, it was like a sucker punch. I just thought, here we go again. Same old Rangers. Everybody knows the ability they have. Everybody knows we can beat them, but they've just. They've let themselves down defensively again, and I did have the fear that, that here we go again. Here's another Hamden show where we just don't turn up and don't do ourselves justice. And um, I, it was just a poor goal to lose. And yes, yes, Bassey is unlucky to to, ha- to have it deflected off him, but um, we should be de- defending that a lot better. I don't know if it is it Borner that charges out. I think aye, it was Borner that charged out and just and and tried to play. Aye. And they just they've not picked up. It's, it's poor, poor defending from us, and they've got a wee bit of luck, and that's that's what can change games. Rangers had to dig so deep after going down one 0 and, and I'm so glad they did because, yes, I was not feeling it at the time. No, I, I I did as well. I had the feeling of not again, please not again. Like genuinely, I was like, I can't, I can't believe it. And even watching it back, Scott Wright had hasn't even turned round yet. He's still trying to line up a two man wall, but and the, and the play's already gone. Do you know what I mean? He's completely not facing facing play. Uh, yeah, and it was just a a really poor goal to concede. But that's the only time we're going to be negative on this podcast was that one uh, because we, we Ali you were right we were calling for subs me and you were having a discussion I was like why is he not changing this why is he not making a change it looked like they had made about 40 changes uh, it really did but they were they began to kind of drop the flies Celtic a wee bit they, uh, they've got a, a few injuries from that game I don't think there's really uh, any doubt about it and then we do get the subs, obviously. Scott Arfield coming on, Steve Davis as well, who we welcome back to. But a great ball from Goldson, um, Tavva low cross, and the finish from Scott Arfield is just pure, cl- pure class. And uh, although uh, I did know at this point, okay, this is going to mean extra time. We're really going to test how much we've got left in the tank. If I'm being honest, mate, see when we scored, it almost shocked me. I was like, kind of in disbelief that we were back in the game again because of the whole scar tissue thing, mate. But it was a, it was an epic moment. 
Oh, it was brilliant. I mean, to be truthful, we, we were saying when they scored, Carney, same as Ryan, we thought it's going to be another hard luck story for Rangers here. We're going to be the better team and they're going to nick one of the kind of scrappy goals and, and go away with it. And we both said at one point, I just can't see us scoring because, like you say, we've seen it before. But you've got to give them credit. It was a great ball for Goldson, by the way. Um, Tav, does he mean to kind of do that? I don't know, but it works out anyway. Kamara Roof tries to swivel on it and there's Mr. Saturday night. Um, Scott Arfield buries it and um, obviously we all go tonto at that point and he orders it Arfield after his miss on um, Thursday night and they all joke, joked about Mackay was going to get him hitting umpteen balls into the net. So that's, that's worked in a few days, obviously, but it was... Um, Brilliant, and you see what it means to Arfield. I thought hey, you'll come on to them. Him and Steve Davis were key, key for Rangers going forward in that game. But it just gave belief the Rangers fans, the Rangers players, and see the Celtic support. And we said it, Carney. It one nil. They thought they'd win the game. Yep. They thought they thought the treble was done. They're going to win the league. They will win the league. But in terms of that cup, they thought they'd won that cup. They thought they were through. And as soon as we scored, the belief from them drained. Because um, it wasn't in the script for them, so I was absolutely delighted. Yeah, Scotia, when we did score that goal, uh, obviously you mentioned it as well on the post match, mate. When I ended, up, I know firm games quite difficult because their emotion is so high, so it's hard to see the wood for the trees, really. But obviously, in reflection and actually watching it back, you could almost see the stuffing getting knocked out at Celtic. It wasn't in the script for them. Ali is spot on. They were not expecting Rangers to come back, and their fans certainly were not expecting Rangers to come back into it. And the hunger that Scott Arfield shows when he's came on, um, you have to credit that. And he's not half made up for his two sloppy chances against, uh, against Braga, put it that way. No, you're right. This is the thing that bugs me about Arfield. He can have shots like he did on Thursday night there, and he can equally have shots like he's had on, on Sunday. You either get one or the other way with Scott Arfield, and he goes through. Yeah. He can occasionally go through wee patches of always hitting the one type of one, but thank God he chose Sunday to actually be the one that found the target because ultimately the one on Thursday night wasn't really material to the result. So no, it was it was great, and like you said, it was the subs I think that kind of made it because. As I alluded to earlier, I think there was a 10-15 minute period for Celtic starting to grow into the game. And that's when um, the changes by Postacoglu were made. They brought on um, Kyogo and I can't remember the other boy that they brought on. But then we make the changes of Davis and Arfield. And that's uh, as soon as they came on, that ultimately stopped any momentum they had going forward. And then Arfield gets the goal, what, about four or five minutes after being on the pitch. So it was uh, the subs were absolutely key for us there in that one, I think. Yeah, Ryan... Um... Scotia's right there. If obviously you can see it now because it's in hindsight, and you, you've sat and you've, you've watched the game and you've seen the highlights, <clears throat> what won us the game was Davis and Arfield coming on the park when they done. Um, Steve Davis, just he is so calming, but so determined at the same time. And Geo, he got it spot on. As I say, I mentioned on the post match as well that he maybe had a crystal ball, but he. I thought I think he knew Celtic are not going to last 120 minutes, but I can see that my players want this. And Davis and Arfield was was the masterstroke for me. He did get a spot on Carney, and he did, and he get, he deserves a lot of credit for it because he had Celtic worked out, and I think our players knew that they got it spot. He got it spot on, and they just fed off it. 
I think I'll steal this from I think it was Harley's brother had tweeted it today. And it is overrated that when you're chasing a goal, it's overrated that you just flood on attackers, substitutions. See, if you put a player, a clever player like Stephen Davis, who will dictate the play and change the way you play, then if you've got him on the bench, you bring him on. And that's exactly what he did. He literally changed the game for us. Um, but Gio deserves huge credit because he has taken a ribbon from not just our podcast, like from a lot of Rangers fans. And you need to remember, this guy took over a Rangers team who were 3-0 down at Hamden against Hibs 20 minutes into a game. That's what he took over. And I'm not saying he's a better manager, or and I'm not comparing him. All I'm saying is, Gio's now took us to a Scottish Cup final in the semi-final of Europa League. Stephen Gerrard didn't. Stephen Gerrard did not, mate. You are spot on. Um, it's absolutely, absolutely true. <clears throat> uh, so, I'll say, extra time. I said that about the the game against Braga. I, I thought it came at the right time for Rangers as well because it gives another chance to to kind of regroup and go again. Uh, Celtic, well, they had the odd chance and um, the kind of start of extra time, but they blew themselves out rather quickly. And the amount of their players that just dropped like flies, honestly, I I, I'm, I can't believe they had eight days to prepare, prepare for that game. And we looked fitter than them. Um, I think that would be my overriding concern if I was, unfortunately, a Celtic fan, that why do my team look absolutely done in and why does the Rangers team look fitter than us? <clears throat> Not even fitter, we looked hungrier. We looked, we looked like... The, the whole cliche that we did want it more uh, and I believe we did and I think they wanted it for us as well because we just didn't the fans just didn't I can't tell you how good the fans were we just didn't leave them uh, it was it was a, a real real good one and one to remember but we were rewarded Alistair um, six minutes from time uh, and I love this I, I've watched this a number of times not just for the reaction and for um, the goal um, it's the the burst from from Bassey as we are breaking forward. James Forrest is trying to catch him and James Forrest was a substitute. James Forrest couldn't get anywhere near him. He wasn't even close to getting him. Bassey was like a unstoppable force. He would not be caught. And it's not... Um, Bassey does everything that you want him to do. He gets there, Kent slips him in. He crosses it over. Under pressure, um, Starfield does turn it in. It's his own net, but he was under pressure from Sakala and... Oh, it was party time, mate. <laughs> yeah, big, big Bassey. Got to give him credit to, to be bursting down, playing left centre half, then pushed out left back. Big Bonner I thought was really good as well before yeah. he came off. Give a shout out to Bonner. I thought he was brilliant. But big Bassey, the, the, just the desire to just go with, with Kent. And something inside me, can I see as soon as he slipped out of Bassey, I knew we were scoring. Sakala come tries to come across the front of um, Starfell and it's in the back of the net and on it, oh, it just went tonto, absolutely tonto. You nearly, ki- I, you nearly killed my dad. I nearly <laughs> like, killed. Honestly, my dad was like, trying to push you off, trying to push nah, you off. It was, um, oh, what a feeling! If you could bottle that feeling, man, it's it's amazing, especially with four minutes left to go to the end of the that half, but. What a feeling! It was it was amazing, and you got to give Rangers credit. Ryan Kent as well bursting down there. They were dead in their feet. Celtic absolutely dead in their feet. Like you see, James Forsley on the park, Ralston players like that. Just not. I don't know if they. I wouldn't say they chucked it probably, but they just like dead in their feet for some reason. But I'm sure Bobby Madden will get to blame for their fitness as well. So 
Um, <laughs> it was, uh, aye, it was, uh, it was all oh, come on to him, but um, it was a uh, no, fantastic, and just see the Rangers support after that, the songs and that, oh, it's inject that right into me because that is outstanding. Yeah, Scotia, this was uh, this was special. Yeah, it was brilliant. I think this is at the point where I've got a big scratch down the side of my leg now, where I went flying over a chair when it went in. But it was just, it's just brilliant. That, that type of goal, like right in the dying stages of a game, a big game as well, it's absolutely fantastic. Like you both say there about Bassey, I think Bassey was even further behind Forrest when that whole move started. It just powers right past him, runs up there. And I mean, I've got to give Bassey a huge amount of credit for the work that he's put in throughout this whole season because he's come on leaps and bounds as a player. Last season, I don't think his crossing would have been been there for him to be able to do that. He's worked on it this year, and his crossing's becoming better and better each game. I see, it's, it just as a desire to go forward. I think last season I maybe described him as just this dead, really happy guy that's loves to be there and just throwing himself into it. But he's this season for me, he's got that wee bit more composure about him now. I think playing at left centre half has helped him tactically. His tactical awareness at times now as well, because him up against Robert. Rogic all through that game, just the way he was constantly on top of him, completely took Rogic out of the game, and he got subbed fairly early on in the second half, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, Bassey was brilliant, so really glad for him. Yeah, and it's very glad. Goal. Yeah. yeah, sorry. I do want to yeah, say no. Sakala's goal, babe. <laughs> I know, you do want to say Sakala's goal. I know, I think we all wanted to say it was Sakala's goal. Uh, I, I had no idea who'd scored at the time. Um, Ryan, I think the only thing better than Bassey's bursting run forward was his continued run straight over the, over the sponsorship uh, boards and straight into the Rangers fans. Uh, he just loves it being loves being here and he loves playing football. And I mean, he's he's right up there now with Player of the Year contender, surely. I think he's a front runner, Carly. I think it would take somebody, somebody to get a burst of form to to take it off him because he's been outstanding for us. He's you can go back months and we we spoke about him going to centre half, and I said a lot of Rangers fans don't want him at centre half because he played poorly against Sparta. I think it was Sparta Prague. I think he had a poor game, but it was one game, and I said just give this boy a chance. He's yes, he's not the finished article, but he's definitely got something. We can all see it. And he, he stepped in and it was, was it in Hollander get injured? So far back now. It was when Hollander got injured, he stepped in and played the Goldson for, I don't know, 20 games or something like that. Yeah. He, he just slotted right in. He was outstanding for us. Then he gets pushed out to left back when, when Balogun comes back and he, he's a natural left back. He, his energy up and down that wing is unbelievable. And yeah, as you say, I mean, he, he crossed that ball on Sunday. I think he was in celebrating with the fans before Starfelt finished it. <laughs> I think he literally was so confident that the ball was going in the back of the net that he just thought, I'm good here. But uh, Bassett had a great game, a great game. And I don't give many, many of that lot credit, but to put a boy like that Rogic out, uh, he, I rate him. I think he's a really good footballer. And Bassett, as, as Scotia said there, he gets subbed off. That's how good a game Calvin Bassett had. And, He's a, he's a joy to watch in a Rangers shirt. He's made for Glasgow Rangers. 
Uh, I agree. Um, it, look, he, he made some errors in the game <clears throat> after watching it back. He did. He certainly made some errors, rushed in a wee bit too quickly at some points. But to show that and the dying embers of the game, to show that you're not going to give up, you're going to outrun everybody to get up there to get that ball from Kent. I, I, I can't ask any more than that. He's not the finished article, but he is getting better and better and better. And he believes in himself. We believe in him now. And yeah, it's, it's, it's all very, very pleasing when something like that comes together. Ryan, I'll, I'll come back to you, mate. Um, it's time to talk about Scouse John, mate. <laughs> it's time to talk about Scouse John. Um, I wanted, I wouldn't have been surprised to see him go in January. I'll happily admit that. I'll happily admit that I was completely wrong about him. Um, I, I, I didn't expect him to to have any sort of impact. Uh, I seen him as a Gerard signing. I seen that he might not fit into what we want. <sighs> He was tremendous, mate. The dig, the chasing, the 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 leading by example, the not giving them time, the hitting them hard, the dark arts, the, the everything that we've been asking for for a Rangers midfielder for years, mate, for years. And John Lundstrom had everything. He, wrote, he had everything that we want from a, a Rangers um our Rangers midfielder, and it was all summed up by Bassey trying to apologise to a Celtic player and Lundstrom shouting at him to leave him and get back. Uh, the guy's future Rangers captain material, surely, mate? He gets it. That's how you sum John Lundstrom up. He gets it. He just understands what is required at Rangers and Scottish football. You can, you can be as good a player as you want and, and come up here and you can fail. We've seen so many big players come up from England and fail, and I mean for both sides, because they don't have the application and they don't have that side to their game. John Lundstrom has it. I've always been on the John Lundstrom train. I did think in January that Gio was wanting him out. I thought he's done here. I don't see him playing. He's miles off getting a performance, I think. Did Ryan Jack come back from injury and played before John Lundstrom? I can't remember. Someone someone played before him one day and I thought, Lundstrom was done. He ain't getting a game here. But he's he's come out of nowhere and just looks as if he's pl- played with for years. He's, I've not seen, like I said at the beginning of the pod, I've not seen this side of a mid- Rangers midfielder since Barry Ferguson. And I'm not saying, I'm not talking about ability, I'm talking about attitude and just applying himself and winning those tackles because... See that first tackle in the first few minutes? I think it's the first minute, actually, on Sunday, and he wins the ball and slips in Kent. Yeah. How many old firm games have you seen a tackle in the first minute and it sets the tone? It's so important, and he's very good at tackling as well. Um, I've also got the sense that they absolutely hate him, which is brilliant. Inject that into my veins, because I love a player that they hate. <laughs> um, John Lundstrom is just... It just is. He's just a... I'm, I'm having crazy feelings for him. I'll be honest, Carly. I'm having... <laughs> Feelings that you shouldn't have as a heterosexual male. It's just everything I want to see. And I think I said to you, and I don't know if I've said this on the pod before, see before that old firm game at Ibrox a couple of weeks ago, he came out of the tunnel for the warm-up and was roaring at the stands to get up and get behind the team. And that's what I want to see. He just, he really led by example. And an armband's an armband. You can still be a captain without it. I agree with that as well, mate. And I just I thought he was the the leader for us on the park on Sunday. Um, Ali, I mean, he he 
he hung the the Poundland version of Scott Brown out to dry as if he'd just come out the the tumble dryer, mate, with that tackle, which we all love to see. I'm not going to lie, um, Captain Cal, as Specs he's taught me, is what they call him. Um, and I think after his efforts that he showed on Thursday night to come in and do that again, <sighs> Ryan's right. He's just he is he just gets this now, and I, he is he is filling that jersey and some. Yeah, you could be looking. I know we're going to have a turnover of players in the summer, but you look at building that midfield round John Lundstrom next season because he gets it. I've said for I don't know how many seasons, Rangers are far too nice in that middle of the park. Don't have any players that are going to take one, take somebody out. Ryan Jack can set a point, can do it, but not had anyone. Far too nice. You look at them, they've got players that have done it. Ryan's mentioned one as in Brown. He would go and do it, but he did. He did it. He did it in the at the weekend. There, Lundstrom, when he put up McGregor. I mean, he wanted that. That was his ball. I'm right. taking that. And put him right up. <laughs> Aye, he turned <laughs> into Buddy's Zorro flying up in the air. But um, <laughs> no, nah, he was um, he was brilliant. He was he was he was brilliant, John Lundstrom, and he, he just wanted the ball. He wanted it was his midfield, and he wanted just to dictate that game and and take it to them because, as Ryan says, he gets it. Comes for Liverpool. Liverpool is a very similar city to Glasgow, um, but he, he gets it. And I said in the post match, I'd, I'd I'd written him off. I really had written him off, and he's come back and proved me wrong. And I'm absolutely delighted. But as I say, I would build because there'll be players that will move on this summer. Aribos, Camaras, possibly. I don't know what Ryan Jack with his fitness is going to be like, but I would build that midfield around John Lundstrom next season, definitely. Mm, yes, I, I think he's Scotia. It's been some turnaround for him, and even to be, he's he's he showed all of us how much he's willing to adapt as well by dropping into the back three when when Gio wants him to do this. And every single role that he's been asked to do, he's now flourishing in. And he was just a, he was just a class above for me on on um, on Sunday. Yeah, I mean he was absolutely fantastic, and over both. Both the games in the five-day period there was absolutely fantastic. Um, and it goes back to this that we old adage that you need to give players time to settle into a club and not write them off too quickly, which I think I think we've all kind of come out and admitted is that maybe not writing Lundstrom off, but we just didn't see a place in the team for him um, under the way that Gio wanted to play, as, as Ryan had mentioned. But it, it was just brilliant. And it gives you that wee bit of Kenny hardness in the midfield. Because if you think back to the game we played at Parkhead where we could beat 3-0 in the first half, really, I think you had Aribo and Kamara in the midfield there, and it goes back to what Ali said there about the midfield being too nice at times, whereas Lundstrom and, and Jack, to an extent as well, come in and they give you that bit of dig that you, you need in games like these, um, and he was just brilliant. I think barring one wee iffy tackle and one that he probably should have been booked for, I think all his tackles were spot on over the course of the game, and they were you know, meaty challenges as well, none of the kind of the meaty challenges that get sutton all all in a huff, but um, apart from <laughs> one of them, they, I thought they were all fair challenges, if I'm being honest. So I, it was great, and I'd just be repeating more and more of, of what the guys have said. Yeah, it was. It was. It was absolutely superb. And we actually said in the post match, can't pick man of the match. It was John Lundstrom. I think everybody will agree that it was John Lundstrom. But that was the emotions that we were feeling, and that was the pride that we were feeling as well about the team. Uh, I mean, special mentions. I'm just cautious on time, lads. I realised how how long we've been going. I just clock the clock, if you like. And I was like, oh my goodness. Um, 
Ryan Kent didn't stop. Um, I say Scott Arfield gets criticism. Come on, made a massive difference. Geo himself, McLaughlin, um, probably a bit of a masterclass. Whether it's keeping the cupkeeper or whatever, it works because the guy commands his box. <laughs> I mean, it's it's as simple as that. They were going to try a lot of crosses, and McLaughlin commanded his his box. And Geo also got his changes right at the, the right time. He really did after. Him. Me and Ali screaming at him for the top of our lungs to make a change. I think he might have heard us. He certainly heard Ali anyway, that's for sure. Uh, but two games um, that went extra time in the space of a few days. Celtic had eight days to prepare for it. As I'd said, uh, we looked fitter. I said it was more about a mental battle for Rangers uh, before we went into this game. However, I think both mentally and physically, they won the battle on... Um, Sunday, I don't really think there's any great doubt in that at all. Um, I, Ryan, I think this is is potentially massive psychology-wise for this team to have done that in the way that they have done it as well. Two two games in three days, mate, they go, go 120 minutes and we come out on top. This will do them the world of good. Yeah, their mentality has been the big question hanging over this team for a long time. And I've I've been an advocate of just saying that they don't have it. And I've I've questioned it time and time again because because they've let you down. They've let us down this season in the league. There's no getting away from it. They've let themselves down, but they've let us down um, as a support because they should be gone with this league. They should it should be in the bag. It really should, but it's not. And it's down to be they've just not got themselves over the line in games at Ibrox and they've not been playing well and the league table doesn't lie. That that mob have, have done it. So I didn't think we had the mentality to do this. I didn't think we had the mentality to do the two games. I cannot believe they've done it and it, it shows that they, they have it. They do have it. And I don't know whether it's belief or there's a change with Geo, but there's something changed with this team for them to, to do that and over extra time both games put them in a place, stop their treble, and also our season's taking a turn because me and Ali, and I don't think Ali will mind me saying this, we were texting each other a few weeks ago going, nothing, empty. And it could still finish that way, but they've turned this season after that game at Ibrox a couple of weeks ago and they beat us. That's what it felt like. It felt the season's going to dwindle out here and they've fought hard and dug deep and they're in with a chance of making this a very historical season. Very historical because it's unbelievable to think that we are in a Scottish Cup final and the semi-final of a, a major European competition, Carney, and it's, again, very proud. Very proud. Ali, I think some players have bought themselves some time and time's maybe not the right word. They've bought, they've bought themselves some my jails points, I'll say, uh, with the fans. And Geo as well. It's it's the the performance and the result and the way that it happened, the two extra the two games in three days that go to extra time, uh, it's massive for this team. Oh, it's huge. It's, it's flipped the mood from where we were after the the game Ibrooks when when they when they beat us two one. So it's completely flipped it. I'm the same as Ryan. If somebody told me Rangers would win both the games go and going in extra time, the two of them, I would have said no chance. <laughs> I, I, I could have out of the two of them. I could have seen them doing something in the brag again because, like I say, I don't think there's pressure on them in Europe. I think they can play their game in Europe. So I, I, I did see them getting something there. Going to Hamden, as you sell to eight days to prepare for it. 
I wasn't as confident, but they've proved us wrong. They've proved all of us wrong because I don't think any Rangers fan, if they've been truthful about themselves, would have said, "I we're going to win the two games," especially the way it's happened. So it's it's fucked the mood, and we've got some critical games going forward. You'll obviously come on to a game that's been rearranged um, this weekend. It's, uh, to me, the league's done, but it can put pressure on them if we can win that game. Just a wee bit of pressure. Um, and obviously, we've got a big game of Leipzig coming up, which is that's going to be hard to get through that Europa League final. A lot of folk have kind of said we're, we're going to be there, but Leipzig are a very, very like good Scotia. team. Yes, <laughs> uh, and other people who I've spoken to, but they're a very, very good team, Leipzig. So that'll be a very tough ask to put them out, to be honest. And then obviously, we've got the last game of the season to look forward to at Hamden again um, against a good Hearts team, you've got to say. They've been very good this year, Hearts. Craig Gordon's been exceptional for them, so we'll need to be up for that game. Um, but no, it's, it's completely flipped the mid from where we were a week or so ago, and it's, that's football for you. <laughs> yeah. Scotia, I think it was, obviously it was important to put a wee chink in the, the falsified armour that Celtic let themselves wear. Um, but just for this team, the longevity of some of these players, to know that they can do that, that they can do that, over two games, that close together, two massive games, season-defining games. It's just going to work wonders for them. It is truly balls of steel material, mate. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the players, I was looking through some of them, and they're players that we've sprung to our minds over the last few weeks and saying, no, I know they need to go, they need to go and stuff, because obviously there is does need to be a turnover of players as such. But I thought yeah. Davis, the way he's been playing recently, it's like, you know what, is it worth giving him an extra year just to obviously use him sparingly when, when needed if, if he's happy to do that? Is that an option? Um, Barisic, I think, again, he's just come back on a game, but in all honesty, I think he will be away. But it's players like these were coming in, and then even, you didn't mention, we didn't mention him talking about the Celtic game there, but I thought when Scott Wright came on, he looked fairly decent in patches, Scott Wright, which I, which I need to give him credit for, because he kind of played himself way out the team, but he's come on the last yes, couple of games now, and he's actually he's actually looked decent again. So it's players like these that are kind of just, oh, wait, Gio, here we are. You can, I can still play for you if you want. Because um, you'd asked the question on the manager himself, what just after the the defeat there is 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 this Geo done now? Is he the man for the job? And it was like a yes or no question. And I was said sort of said yes, but that tide slowly turning the opposite way. Well, the last two games have swung me back to where I where I normally are with the with the yes. So yeah, huge credit to Geo. Yeah, me too, mate. I'm ready for getting a geo tattooed on my face. Um, so yes, I, I'm the same, mate. It's amazing how things work in football. It really is. But you, you have to credit the guy. He, he got it absolutely spot on, and so did the team. Um, absolutely tremendous. So we break um from things just now. Uh, it's time I need a word from our sponsors before we speak about the mandatory meltdown that has to happen after Rangers win an old firm. Uh, so the championies of grooming are here to save your balls. Let's be Real. I was meant to say that like Real Madrid, um, apparently. So I'm going to try and get through this one without laughing because it does get pretty funny. Um, we all know Manscaped is a world champion of below-the-waist grooming. The Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 will have you feeling sleeker than Ronaldo with his shirt off. Just make sure you are keeping your Man City under control. You wouldn't want to get yourself in a scoring position just to have your Lionel Messi balls blow it for you harder than the PSG did in the se- in a second leg fixture. Come get the best ball products your money can buy them with the code CLUB at 22 at manscaped.com. Uh, 20% off plus free shipping uh, on your order. What were your balls do, Scotia? 
They will thank you. They will thank you. Also, Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. We here at Club at 22 fully back that, so get them checked. You have been helped so thank you again to manscaped for their continued support for us and yeah go use our code you'll be supporting this podcast if you do and their products genuinely are superb absolutely superb so yes rangers win an old firm game and um, the celtic cheerleaders were out in force as you would expect and the narrative again is big bad mason refs are cheats um now, having watched the game back, I will agree Madden was not great in the game. There was some decisions that were very poor for both sides, though, for both sides. And my, I didn't have to wait long, Ryan, for the first one. Um, when Ryan Kent is taken out by Cal McGregor within like the first minute of the game, uh, it's a late one. He's in the box. Okay, Kent gets the shot away. It's a shocker of a shot from Kent, but he get McGregor follows through his arm and catches him. Nothing's done about it. So. Also, the I may as well wrap them all up. The ones that I've seen personally for the the offside. I'm you'd know what one I'm talking about. Um, that Maida, he's about he's he's closer to the actual Celtic fans than he is the, the line of the Rangers defence, and nothing is nothing is awarded. So, taking my blue tinted glasses off, mate. Um, I genuinely cannot see how they can say Rangers should have been down to 10 men. Lundstrom probably should have been booked, yes. However, the rest of it is just falsified nonsense, really, by the, the typical Celtic cheerleaders. Am I being too um, biased? <laughs> Would you be shocked if anything else happened after a Rangers victory? No, no. no. What happened on Sunday was a poor Scottish refereeing performance, just like there was a poor Scottish refereeing performance two weeks ago, or whenever it was at Ibrooks. Uh, I think it was Willie Collum and had a shocker. Terrible referee. We've seen it all season. We've been moaning about referees all season. I don't think any of us have actually blamed a referee for Rangers dropping points or falling away in the league. Or, But yes, it's, it's consistent from Scottish referees that they put these performances in. Uh, but Yes, when I walked out of Hamden, I think I was barely down the steps outside at the back of the West Stand, and I said to my dad, referee's getting in the neck, they guarantee you'll get in the neck. And I said to him, did, did they have a penalty that they could have claimed or something like that? There'll be something, there'll always be something with them. And yeah, yeah what, what was that? Was Hearts and say Bassey's fingernails or something were offside? I think I, said, I heard that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, uh, aye. Uh, just clutching his throws as always. But yeah, we come on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and we got beat from Celtic and it was hands up. We weren't at the races. So disappointed. No referee gets in the neck, but they will howl at the moon constantly. And uh, Madden will get in the neck for being a Mason or whatever he's supposed to be. Bobby Madden's a Scottish referee and he's a standard there, Scottish referee which is really poor and mm -hmm. they make bad decisions and that is why VAR has been voted in today um, and that's obviously where Scottish referee is going now but yeah they'll just they'll always Celtic will never ever change they've been like that since I was a wee boy when they get beat it's someone else's people, uh, someone else's fault yeah, Ali, it always is somebody else's fault. It's never theirs. It's nothing to do with the fact that they were just out for, outrun, out battled by Rangers. It was 
well, Bobby Madden's blatantly a Mason, so he must have cheated. Yeah. You expect it from that mob, to be honest. They get no class or anything about them, let's be honest about it. As no. Ryan says on, on, on this podcast and other Rangers podcasts, Celtic beat us as he did two weeks ago. We came out and held our hands up and went, they des- I, I, I know I said it, I said they deserved to win the game. Um, but no, when it's that when it's other way around, it's 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 everyone's fault by theirs. They kind of turn around and go, "Well, actually, Rangers were the better team and actually deserved to win." I mean, I was driving down to to the Lake District today, working down here, and I, I put Super Scoreboard on for a laugh coming down, and oh my god, honestly, you thought the world was about the end. Just constantly <laughs> going about Bobby Madden, this decision, that decision. Ugh. Yeah, John Lundstrom should have been booked. I said to you in the, the game card, he should be booked. And I agree with I that. thought I he had been that. booked. I genuinely yeah. did. I, during the game, I thought I thought he'd been booked because he flew into one tackle and I was like, whoa, God sake, yeah, John. But, <laughs> Do you know what but, I mean? Yeah, but apart from that, there was no other real big sort of decisions I really thought for them that would have changed the game. And nah. it's the same old stuff with them. And you can go on with our Twitter as well, saying the opposition It's just... They're class, unbelievably they? petty. They've got no class about them. And that's what they are. They're just, I don't even want to say the name of what they are, but they're, um, I'm just happy that I'm a Rangers fan because how they go to sleep some night is beyond me because they're, uh, I don't want to say I what I think about them because I've written over this podcast. <laughs> You'll get us banned, mate. You'll get us banned. Um, Scotia. You know what I love the most? The guy that was sitting making that tweet goal to the opposition, I can picture his face with big petty blip out that Rangers are big bad Rangers have just scored. Uh, it's tremendous, it really is, but to blame the referee, I mean, you're clutching at straws there. I think so, yeah. I think I'm in agreement with what you said there about Madden. I don't think he had an absolutely great game. I've seen other referees have far worse old firm games. Oh, yeah. Um, and in some that went, were in favour of us, I may add, um, in that as well, not not just against us as such. But um, no, I thought it was poor overall. But we've been saying it all season, like Ryan says, that we've been calling out the, the refereeing standards poor here. And we've done it as well when we've been winning games. I think after the Hearts and the Hibs games, we've come out and said, no, the ref had a shocker again, even though you, know, you win those games comfortably. And I think that's the way that you kind of need to look at it, that the referees, yes, they are poor. But they're poor equally. There's there's no um there's no bias, really. I don't think personally that there's any bias. And if you do, I think no. you need to maybe have a wee have a wee appointment with the doctor then um, booked in shortly. <laughs> um, I, I watched the I was watching the game back. Um, it was on Free Sports yesterday, so it was the commentary with Sutton and Thompson. And you know, I, I've made my maybe not in here, but I've made my thoughts clear to Ian Sutton. The way he acts up here is just ridiculous and pandering to the, the lowest denomination because you listen to him commentating in games or analysing games down south and he actually comes across fairly knowledgeable but Pierre is just playing to the lowest common denominator but the, the way Thompson kept on putting him in his place in the commentary uh, throughout the game was, was absolutely brilliant I loved that yeah, absolutely brilliant. I'm glad you agree with me, and I'm not just being too biased because I, I, I was scared to get myself um, that low down in way of thinking and the fear that I wouldn't be able to ever bring myself back to normality. So yeah, no, I'm I'm very happy that you you agree, uh, and it kind of makes things a wee bit sweeter that they've just this. It's just the meltdown button. Every time something doesn't go their way, it's just the meltdown button, and we we all love to see it. It makes things even better, honestly, and that's what I mean. Even the I heard David. Edgar saying it as well. 
referring to us to the opposition. That we love that. That's great for us. That is comedy gold. Continue to do that. We don't care what you call us. We genuinely don't care. But the opposition is tremendous. Genuinely tremendous. Um, up there with Spexy. Really, really is. Um, Ryan, you mentioned that VAR has been voted in, mate. 41 clubs voted yes. One voted no. No idea who voted no. Um, and it's going to be brought in after the World Cup, so midway through a season. Uh, tell me your team plays in Scotland without telling me your team plays in Scotland. Um, and that's all you would need to say. But, mate, this is only going to make things better, better um, the refereeing standards in Scotland, because it's certainly can't get worse. Aye, I've been, as you know, I've been kind of one round with VAR this season. Um, it has it has got us um, the right decisions in Europe, that's for sure, and it's been a couple of went against us, but yeah, it's definitely made a difference, but I hope this doesn't come back to bite me. I can't see the refereeing standard in Scotland getting any worse of what, what math so I'm trying to do fast math here. In 28 years, <laughs> <laughs> 28 years of fallen Rangers, right? I thought your internet had started there, mate. It's good. <laughs> no, no, just, just, just my brain, just my brain starting again. Um, in 20, in 28 years of fallen Rangers, I don't remember seeing a worse standard of refereeing than I've seen this season. And, and as Scotia said, we come on. Was it, was it Hearts Week Five dollar Aberdeen? We come on that day, and we're like that refereeing performance today, and it just shows you it's not just games that we are losing or dropping points. The referee stands are shocking, absolutely terrible. The Clancy to call them to them all, them all. They're, they're just they need help, and this hopefully, hopefully will be what as watertight as it can be. I just like I've said before, I, I hope it's not a kind of an Aldi version. No offense to Aldi, little whatever, just a cheaper Poundland version, whatever you want to call it. I hope it's not that kind of thing, and we're not we're seeing the proper VAR that we see in Europe, and it's not just a a, a kind of poorer version of it but yes I am team VAR now mate and uh, yes I think the team that maybe voted against it is the kind of team that turns up at Hamden with Ivory Coast flags <laughs> oh ones with massive holes in them mate yeah, uh, yeah that as well um, Ali it's about time it really is I mean there's obviously no detail the fact that even refs if refs are going to go full time or not you would like to think something like this is going to happen because they're all going to need retrained etc so you would like to think that would happen but it's just it's about time mate and Bar has went against us in Europe. I mean, the handball with Barisic the other night, I mean, we said, both of us said, mate, it's the harshest of decisions, but it's also went for us. I just can't see how this doesn't improve the game up here. No, I think we'll benefit from it. And so will Celtic as well, probably. I know they'll have a mum and groan, probably still if Var's still there. I can just see it in an old firm. That'll be... That'll be special. We've got Van and Old Van. Oh, God, but we we've been <laughs> but we've been lucky enough. To, we've experienced Van for for a, a while now, so we're kind of we're kind of used to Van now, especially at Ibrox. We know what it's about. I know maybe they haven't because they've not done very well in Europe, so they've not experienced it. But <laughs> but we have. So it's um, no, I think it's it's good bringing it in halfway through a season. Only Scottish football could come up with it. To me, you bring it in at the beginning of the season. So yeah. I would have brought it in beginning of 20, no, next season, but the year after. So that's what I would have done, not halfway through a season. I find that quite bizarre, to be honest. But that's Scottish football. I mean, we said months ago in this, when we talked about VAR, that I think, I don't know, Scotia said there was like 15 other countries that have VAR in some countries in, in that list that are a lot lower than you would say than, than Scottish football, the Scandinavians or whatever. So... 
it's about time um, we get VAR in, and it'll help the referees. It'll help these linesmen that do shocking decisions. So, um, aye, it'll be it'll be interesting. I just can't wait to see it in old fun because that'll be utter chaos. <laughs> yeah, will be chaos. I hadn't even crossed my mind, mate. But no, you're spot on. Scotia, this is this is a good thing. I was a wee bit gobsmacked, if I'm being honest, when I seen the news come through today and it was a 41 vote in favour. That honestly shocked me from the way that some clubs have been kind of moaning about it. I think hopefully the way that they've structured the price of it's maybe brought some other clubs around to it because I think the winner pays the most amount or the highest percentage towards it every year. And it kind of goes down the, the list in the Premiership for that. But I'm delighted that it's been brought in. Um, it, we've needed it for so long. We're just so far behind where modern day football is in, in this country at times, it's it's embarrassing somewhat. Um, so really, really happy we have it. It's I think it's going to be a massive benefit for us um, and for certain type of goals that we score, like our offsides or the like build up build up to goals in and around the box where we, we've seen Kent kind of get advantage of it in Europe and he's in inside the box with tricky feet, gets brought down, it's a penalty. So I think we'll get advantages of it in those kind of type of situations. Yes, there's going to be decisions that will go against as we are that we'll still vehemently disagree with. Um, so there will, there will, no doubts. Next season when it comes in, we will be talking about it. But I think it's, it's what we needed to do because I mean, even if you look back to two games, I'm going to bring up the last old firm game. I was going through it, and I think there was four decisions in there, two for either side that I think gets looked back at by far, and by far the clearest one was the one for. The, the tug on us for the penalty. The wee cat making a flying appearance there. <laughs> yeah, just noticed that there. <laughs> yeah, and then Did the others. The others... <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't. We are not arm animal harmers. Or no, we're not. Podcast, I will have you know. Um, yeah, the other not the other one that I was going to bring up was the. I don't know if you've seen the highlights, but the St Johnson Levy game a couple of weeks back. The handball that somehow oh, we didn't ridiculous. get, which oh, ultimately probably Aye. probably cost them probably cost them a place in the top six, and yeah. so it's going to be big for all of the teams in situations like this. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to bringing it in. As I say, it's just the most Scottish football thing of all time that it comes in halfway through a season. I mean, honestly, there must be something about used equipment. I would imagine that, that that's why we're using it, because we just take it from the World Cup. Oh, honestly, at least we're getting it. Look, honestly, I didn't think this day would ever come, so um, uh, I'm uh, I'm not going to be too negative uh, about it. So just quickly before we finish up, lads, uh, just a few, um, a few things to tie up in regards to upcoming fixtures. Uh, the club released this today, that this weekend's SPFL match, with Motherwell eh, at Far Park has been brought forward 24 hours to 12 noon on Saturday. Rangers would like to put on record a thanks to Motherwell, the SBFL, Sky Sports and Police Scotland for agreeing to change eh, change the date. Um, Ryan, Motherwell were decent guys for this one. Um, you can't really you can't really ask much more of them to be willing to move it. Uh, who would have thought that everybody wants to play football on a Saturday, mate? Yeah, and I, I struggle to, to let things go, um, especially over the past 10, 12 years or whatever. But yeah, common sense prevails. It is a sensible decision because we are in, as I've said, the last stages of a major European competition and we can we can do something really special and it affects no one. Mother of, as I said, common sense has prevailed. And yeah, I'm delighted. I'm sure the players in the club are delighted as well. And it is, it's just the right decision to 
to make and it's rare that you see common sense prevailing in Scottish football, can they? Definitely. Ali, do you think move the old farm now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, jokes. No, you, you, you've got you've got to say well done to Motherwell. Um, it's fair. Alan Burrows is he's quite forward thinking. I think for Motherwell, I, I think he'll go into bigger and better clubs. Alan Burrows, he's done well at Motherwell. He's come out in his statement today. Although a lot of the Motherwell fans are maybe missing it because they thought it was a Sunday and they can't make the Saturday or something. But he said basically their fans would prefer a Saturday and also. It benefits Scottish football if a, if a if a team in the league can get further in Europe. It, it ultimately benefits Motherwell. They get more money and they can invest in their team. So you've got to say hats off to Motherwell for helping us out because a lot of other teams in that league, and we know they don't like Rangers, would not do it. And your question on will the other game get moved? It should get moved. There's there's room to move that game, but a hundred percent it will not get moved. Um, but I'll flip it. If Celtic were in our position and we were playing that game, I wouldn't move it either. So if they don't <laughs> move, I understand. So yeah, that's well, yes, mate. Yeah, they're not in that position, though, mate, because no. they 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 can't even do well in the Johnson's Paint Trophy, Europa Conference, Malago Gaggle, whatever it is. So no, I, I, you're probably right, though. I mean, a push comes to shove, and I was to make yeah. that decision, I'd probably be going no, <laughs> no. <laughs> So yeah. hypocritical, I suppose. Uh, Scotia as well, quickly before we finish up. Leipzig tickets are out, mate, as well. Um, 50 bucks. Um, thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I kind of expected it. And it might seem steep, but the ticket for the Fiorentina game was 40 quid. I went back and looked at my wee stub and it was 40 quid 14 years ago. So um, 50 quid for season ticket holders. It's not a huge, massive jump to, to if you look back to 2008. I just I wonder what it's going to be for... Non-season ticket holders, because I know they were they not like sixteen quid extra for the yeah, for the like game. So that could that could look quite shocking when the, the prices for those ones come out for those of you that aren't um, season ticket holders. Yeah, possibly. I think I'm just at the point where I'm just like, just take my money, Rangers. <laughs> yeah, you just take it anyway. <laughs> like it's just all the time. Just take my money. But no, I, I can expect. I said, I said probably about fifty quid. Um, is what I initially thought, and you're right, mate. The kind of non-season ticket holder ones might be considerably more. Uh, but yeah, right, gentlemen, that'll do us tonight. Weird one when we finish a, a club deck corner, we don't preview our next game because we've not got one till Saturday, so we will be back on Friday to do a, a preview pod ahead of the Motherwell game, which is now on the Saturday. So, Tommy, thanks very much, mate. You're probably going to watch this back. I don't know, maybe we just can't have five on here. I don't know. I do, I really don't I'm know. I'm sure we've done very, one with Jamie. I'm sure we had I'm one sure when Jamie have. was on yeah, and it was I'm five sure years. We have. So yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I've no idea what that was, but I, I, it's my fault because I jinxed it by saying before that we don't edit podcasts. So it is my fault. Uh, happily take that one on the chin. Uh, Ali, thank you very much for your time, mate, and your kind of suave-looking hotel room. Hi. <laughs> to be fair, Tommy slagged Scotia's internet the other week there, mm. so. That's what Tommy gets for slagging poor Scotia. Maybe we'll send Scotia's dad up to Tommy's house and he can cycle his, his bike for his wife. Um, but no, um, no, good to be on. Um, I we will work for a couple of days, but I brought all my stuff down, so I'm away for my dinner now. So i looking forward to a wee Saturday game, which is good for a change. And like I say, I'd, the league, I think, it is done, to be honest. I can't see him dropping, but they play on the Sunday. It gives us a chance to put just a wee bit of pressure on them before they go up to Dingwall so I'm looking forward to Saturday I've said it before I'll say it again stranger things have happened Scotia thank you very much mate 
Yeah, cheers on the Saturday game, actually. I don't know if you've thought ahead to this. This might put a spanner in your works for your um, your post-match reaction because it's a Saturday game at 12 now. I'm just, just putting that out there right now. Bet oh, you went a baby, That was you asking Ali out on a date there, yes. Uh, possibly, yeah. And just before you say goodbye to Ryan, I would like to say as well, um, congratulations to the B team. They beat Celtic in penalties yeah. today. They in did. The Cup. Yes, they did, mate. They did. Sorry, I forgot all about that. Sorry. Dead professional, this podcast. Well I've done, said that before. Scotia. Yeah, well done, Scotia. Uh, and Ryan Hamas, thank you very much, mate. Cheers, lads. It feels like we're coming to the end of the celebrations because hopefully we've got more celebrate to do this season. It is one game that they won on Sunday. The most important thing is winning trophies for this club. So I'm looking forward to the cup final. I'm hoping that we can do it and get a trophy this season because it's long overdue. I am going to go downstairs and go to the pub for a couple of pints. My friend Robert Madden is coming in, so I'm going to buy him a couple of pints. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll die. Buy him one on the pod as well. You might as well. Yeah, superb. Uh, so thank you, everybody. Uh, as always, please do like the videos. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We will be back on Friday with a club preview pod we'll be live with that on youtube about half six usual time so until then thank you for tuning in uh, we are club at 22 the rangers podcast i'll speak to you all next time and we are the people cheers everyone <laughs>